0: Secure, yeah, when I did all I could do, but you'll be wanting more. And why you can't get above my back, and I can take
1: a
2: look. Welcome to the Unwind Podcast. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Jazz Jones. This week we are drinking a new, it's a Riesling wine. Um, so how have you been over these past couple weeks?
1: I have been good. Um, traveling a little bit. I went to Cedar Point. Um, my family reunion in Memphis. So I was
2: Cedar Point. I ain't even ask you.
1: It was really fun. So we got we went on um, Labor Day weekend, and it rained before we got there. Mm-hmm. Like it started. It was raining on the drive up. So, we got there, and it just stopped raining, and the park was empty.
2: Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So good rides on the
1: day. Yep. It wasn't really no weights on the rides. The only thing that sucks, it was gnats everywhere. Ooh. Yeah. But, I mean, it wasn't that bad. It was just like... Because, you know, see, the point is on, like, a beach. Mm hmm So, like, on, like, around water rides, it'll be, like, a bunch of gnats. But it was no weights on the rides, We got, like, the two-day passes, and then the second day, the weather was, like, really nice, and we just, like, rode the rest of the stuff we didn't ride the day before.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. But it was pretty cool. Um, It's not shit else to do in Ohio, or that part (laughs) of Ohio, where
2: is it at? Sandusky. Oh yeah, that don't. It don't sound like it shit to do there. Yeah, like it wasn't no
1: restaurants really. We ate a Cracker Barrel. Well, that's
2: you know. Yeah. A little racism. Cracker Barrel be
1: good, but yeah. side of racism. Yeah, a little side of racism. <laughs> um, and then um, like pizza. Like we left because you know see the point closed at ten. We left and like no restaurants were open. Like, we went to, like, Pizza Hut one night, Steak and Shake another night. But, yeah, it would end up being really, really fun. Yeah. And
2: that was my first time, at Cedar the point. We not used to cities that, like, places that, we are not used to places like that no more. They just, everything closed at 10 o'clock. Yeah, I ain't seen that
1: since, like, I lived in Missouri. Yeah. So
2: it had to be a small town.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, I don't really think nothing else was in that city besides Cedar Point. Probably not. And it was, like, a lot of, like, little other, like, haunted houses and stuff. But other than that, it kind of reminded me of Wisconsin
2: Dales. I've never been there either. Really? Yeah, I know. I had a real, like, chill childhood. I only went to Disney. Well, I went to Disney World three times. Gotta go have some family fun at Wisconsin Dales. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I've never been to Wisconsin Dales or Cedar Point. So I still got to check that off my bucket list, I guess. But
1: yeah, my, I've been pretty cool the past couple of weeks. Just been working. Yeah. yeah, nothing too extreme. Nothing new. What about you?
2: Um, so I went to Mexico. I went to uh, oh, yeah. Puerto Vallarta for my friend's 30th birthday. And we had a really good time. The only thing that i would say i hate is the bugs too Mm -hmm. because i literally came back with like 10 mosquito bites well i came back with 10 bites i might turn into a spider or some shit tomorrow Mm -hmm. (laughs) because i've been alarmed i've been looking at all these bites they healing fine yeah but i just never got bit by that many things that in a three-day span in my life so it was besides that we had a really good time but Mm -hmm. it was just a lot of bugs everywhere But um, we had, like, a a dinner at the house, which was good. And it was Mm -hmm. a person that was, like, our chef. And he was really the plug because whatever we need, he had it. Um, We got there. He took us to the grocery store. He, like, paid for our groceries because our car didn't work. Then he, like, um, they was cooking for us every morning, so they made meals for us. They cleaned up every day. Then he got us taxis everywhere. He um, told us about adventures all through the town Mm -hmm. that we could get for the low. He brought drugs. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> it was he was really the plug. And I'm like, this Damn, man really find him at? I don't know. I don't know. This Airbnb man really be experienced. <laughs> he really out here hustling. Like and the lady that was cooking the food for us, she didn't even speak English at all. So we were trying to like communicate with her son. Mm-hmm. But she would really just like laugh at everything we say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that, that's what you do and you don't understand. Right. <laughs> so that's I mean that's really yeah I went there I've been working too I think I'm like understanding like what this adult life is and I'm adjusting better now um, I've been going to church a little more so that's mm-hmm. probably helping uh, but yeah same old same old Oh,
1: I was just about to say something about you having all those bug bites. I got like 20 bug bites, too, from my damn family reunion. Oh, yeah. It was like on a farm. (laughs) Yeah, it was like on a farm. Well, like we flew into Memphis, but the family reunion was like really an hour outside of Memphis. Yeah. On like this little country house. Yeah, I got mosquito bites all over my legs. They might not be mosquitoes. Might be some other bug because I saw some insects I ain't never seen before.
2: That's how I was thinking. And then like i don't know we saw a lot of like real tropical shit out there mm. and i'm like man i might die like, <laughs> but <laughs> I've, I've been all right it's been like a week and they're healing up fine i don't feel crazy uh but if, if something ain't looking right like in a week i'm going to the doctor for sure i don't think i've ever been to mexico that was my first time and it was like right when they had the um the tsunamis uh, well not a tsunami it was the earthquake down there it was
1: one today that like 37 people killed I got the alert like yeah. as I was getting on the train
2: it was a 7.1 today but wow. the one last time it happened the night before our flight mm-hmm. and uh it was some other stuff when, when autumn hurricanes was like going towards Mexico mm-hmm. it was like right after that or right during that they mm-hmm. had a, um earthquake and they were saying there was possible tsunamis in uh, Puerto Vallarta and I was just like I'm about to cancel this shit yeah cause it's just way too much going on down there. Like, we got blessed to, like, not experience anything mm-hmm. like that. But that could have definitely happened while we were there. Yeah. Like, when the first time I went to L.A., I experienced a fucking earthquake. And the I'm first like,
1: time I went to Japan, well, the only time I went to Japan, I experienced an earthquake.
2: That's so scary. And that's not something we used to in the Midwest. We, like, ground that stays still.
1: Wait, were y'all in L.A. during that time? Was when that you was in Japan? Japan? yeah.
2: Maybe because you weren't with us. Yeah, I don't
1: know,
2: but yeah, um the first time I went to Japan, it was an earthquake. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't. It's. I'm. I'm praying for South America because it's a lot going on yeah, down Central there. Central America. <laughs> <laughs> it's just scary. Yeah. Um, but so I, I don't have nothing else really going on. But I did buy some concert tickets recently. And so it's like the Red Bull Sound Select. They coming out here to Chicago for thirty days. They're mm-hmm. throwing different concerts. Um, like so, some of the lineup. I'll read some of the lineup to you guys. Is Sid Migos, Lil Yachty, Daniel Caesar, Young Thug, T Grizzly, uh, Black. Not six, like. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia Smith. Uh, what are you say his name? Khalid? Khalid? Yeah. Who knows? um, Xavier Omar. So it's just a lot of people. And every day they have, like, a different concert. And each of the concerts were, like, 15 bucks a piece. Yeah. But with, like, fees, it was really, like, 20, 20. 25. But
1: that's still cheap to see some of these artists.
2: Yeah. But I just wonder how, like, the setup is going to be. Like, it's just going to be all super packed. Like, standing room only.
1: Yeah, I think it's all standing room only, but the venues are different for each
2: show. Yeah, so yeah. I don't even know. So, I'm going to see Sid, Migos, and uh, Black, but, like, I forgot all the venues that they come
1: to. I got a ticket
2: to Daniel Caesar, and
1: it's at Reggie's.
2: Reggie's. I ain't never been to Reggie's. It's not big, but it's not small either. Okay. Yeah. Is it, like, that one venue we went to for that, um, for Little Dragon?
1: Mm, smaller than that.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, that's intimate. Mm-hmm. I was so upset I couldn't get a Daniel Caesar ticket. Like I was
1: upset I didn't get Sabrina Claudio. I ain't even I don't even know who that is. Oh, uh, she kind. I honestly been following her since she was like doing covers on YouTube, and mm-hmm. she released like her EP last year, I want to say, or at the beginning of this year, and it's really good. And I really think that she's gonna like blow up soon. Oh, that's cool. But her ticket sold out before she even got. She like tweeted like, "Yeah, my tickets to my Chicago show sold out before I was even able to tweet about it."
2: She definitely going to blow up if they sell it out like that. Yeah, she's really good. She has a really good voice. I'm going to listen to it. Um, Sid got a new album, don't she? Or an EP? Yeah, I saw it. I haven't listened to it yet. I haven't either. I, I can't confirm if it's good. But I'm going to go <laughs> to the show. I'm a ho- I'm assuming it's good. See, I didn't I'm get, get tickets
1: to Sid because I saw her in June. okay. And then I didn't get tickets to Migos because I'm banking on winning these Power 92 tickets. <laughs> but no, these 107.5 tickets that I have entered the contest so many times.
2: I know. I entered too, but I was thinking, like, if I win, then I'll just sell these.
1: Yeah. Because. People reselling those Daniel Caesar tickets for, like, $100. And I'm like, those tickets cost $15, and you reselling
2: them for 100 People so greedy. Like, that's why we need to figure out how to stop people on these. Re- like, I think you should be able to resell, but, like. To a certain extent. I
1: think you should be able to resell tickets that, like, you aren't using. Not just buying up all the tickets, just to resell them.
2: Right. It's just, it's ridiculous, and it's just making everything harder for people that actually like to go to concerts. And it makes shit
1: difficult for, um like, actual, like, artists, because I've gone to concerts before where, like, it was a bunch of empty seats. But yeah. hella tickets on StubHub for, like, Beyoncé.
2: Oh, yeah. And there was, like, people just go in there just try to buy them up.
1: And then try to resell them. trying to resell them for too damn much and don't sell them. And it'd be empty seats, like, in the front.
2: I, um, I did buy a Coachella ticket, though, to resell. <laughs> but I ended up I end up giving it to you, so oh, yeah, it was a blessing. Ticket,
1: huh, I don't even want to talk about that, but I was damn near ready to fight
2: that day. <laughs> but I had you. I had that extra ticket. We was able, I was like, you know, I'm just going to use it for my friend. Because, yeah. But I did buy one to resell it because people making bank on those tickets. Sure. And I know it's going to be a lot. Because I know Beyonce somebody gonna sold theirs
1: for $2,000 the first year we went. That's crazy. $2,000. That's...
2: Yep. <laughs> so I was, I was going to try to do that. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be mad if I couldn't do it. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I don't think it's fair to people but I am looking forward to these uh, sound select shows I think it'll be a good time and I think it'll be a cool experience it's, it's pretty cool be cool that like, they're
1: doing a show every single day for the month in month
2: November 30 straight days, yep. days it's, it's always um, unfortunately I only got one ticket <laughs> <laughs> but we gonna get that Migos though right? yeah that. if I
1: win that uh, 107.5 I saw you asked them like uh, when are y'all
2: gonna let winners know? When,
1: they ain't never respond? No, nope, but I think it's a scam because I ain't heard them on I've been listening to the radio and I and every time like they like promote the concert they never announce any winners. So I'm like, who is going? If the only way you could go is if you win.
2: Right. Unless they like giving away tickets at fucking Metro PCS or some shit. Yeah, they
1: had like um a few locations on there, mm-hmm. but like um it was only one in the city,
2: the other two was in the suburbs. I need to buy a Metro PCS. Why? To get the uh To start making money I feel like people Like it's so many Metro PCS stores out here Oh they you mean them. to
1: buy A Metro PCS like franchise Yeah like
2: a storefront I thought like, you we meant, to Like to, to get, get a phone Oh
1: hell no <laughs> That's why I was just like Why
2: <laughs> No I've tried to Have a store Yeah I've been seeing
1: A lot of them popping
2: up too But I feel like they get robbed All the time
1: Yeah They probably do
2: Well I'm gonna think on that
1: It's one in person A Metro PCS I don't know how long it's been there though
2: They gonna try to get that shit up out of Pilsen real soon. They are. Gentrification is so crazy right now. (laughs)
1: Like, the Mexicans in Pilsen are so upset. Like, it's been so many protests and stuff. Like, first off, I'm just, like, appalled by the audacity (laughs) of gentrification. So... I was riding through Pilsen yesterday or whatever, and I noticed that one of my favorite burger restaurants is closing, Mm -hmm. and it's called DSE Ocho. You remember I've been telling you about this restaurant, like they have good ass burgers. So I went to their Facebook page, and the owner had basically put on there like, um, sorry to say that we'll be closing our doors today, and I guess somebody asked him, he was like gentrification pushing me out of a neighborhood that I grew up in and my parents grew up in, and now I can't even have my business here because my rent went up 2000 a month.
2: That's crazy. 2000 I wonder, like, what it was before. It's probably 2000 up front.
1: Yeah, I don't know. More. I don't know, honestly, but the restaurant is pretty
2: small. Yeah, so I'm thinking it wouldn't be too much. Yeah, and it's it just sucks because, like... They doubled the rent at least on their ass. Yeah, and, like,
1: I just know, like, I was talking to my coworkers about this, and we were talking about, you know, like neighborhoods in Chicago and it's just kind of suck hearing white people talk about gentrification because they don't, they don't see it as a bad thing Mm-mm. because it only benefits them really because like the one of the vice presidents at my company just moved to Pilsen and I'm just like why do you live in Pilsen? Like, I mean I understand one cheap rent but you could easily live in like River North or somewhere else you know Ravenswood but mm-hmm. you want to move into this community raise the rent up in a building and kick all the people out that's been there before you
2: Pilsen up next when somebody define it they would be like oh yeah that's a and it's because of West Loop like West when ever since Harold's left West Loop and they oh, moved yeah. it down the street like they just been starting going crazy in West Loop so I feel like more people trying to they want to be close to West Loop but they don't want to pay, pay West Loop prices so yeah. they move into Pilsen because that's like a 10 minutes away
1: it, it just really sucks like, um, and then, like, I was walking around, it was like a few weeks ago, maybe, and there was signs in Pilsen saying, like, a new Chicago, and people like spray painted over it, like, keep Mexican, keep Pilsen Mexican. <laughs> but it's just like, just like the privilege, it's so crazy to me to just like show up in a neighborhood, say, you know what, I like this. And instead of like going to another neighborhood, na- like, say, a neighborhood doesn't have a restaurant you want. Instead of going to a neighborhood that has that restaurant, you tear apart a restaurant that's already there and put the restaurant you want. Like, that's just so crazy to me that, like, mm-hmm. you could show up and claim something as yours.
2: Money. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, what if we were to go in River North and be like a new River North and be all black people? We
2: just See. put Heralds
1: up there. We should. <laughs> Not even a Heralds, put a uh, Sharks
2: up in there. <laughs> We should. Like, if like we, you know how fast they would kick our black asses out? <laughs> nah, it's generational wealth. Like, they just got that extra support to where they could just do shit. Like that I just don't understand how, okay. like,
1: white people have no respect for culture whatsoever. Because I told you about that. they have none. That, that school in Pilsen, they had, a, like, murals of, like, Mexican activists all over it, and it got painted over, and now it's just a gray building. Yep,
2: sad. Like, it, they, so it used to be the art district, and... They covering up the art. Yeah, and it just—it's just because just they wanted to make it look more like probably like Westloop. Put a Furious Spoon in there. <laughs> the Chipotle probably gonna come at one point. Yeah, oh, sure. they putting a Taco Bell there. Yeah. I forgot. What about like a Whole Foods or a Mariano's? That's when it's really happening. Yeah,
1: they haven't got one of those in there yet. But it—it's it, really sad to see. And then it's just like, where do people go once you push them out of their communities? I don't know. And then it's it's just, like, the Mexican people in that community are what make Pilsen what it is. Like, a a lot of the art is Hispanic art. Like, the restaurants are all, like, Mexican restaurants, you know? You go there, like, everybody knows you go to Pilsen to get, like, authentic Mexican food. Right. But now that these businesses, like, can't thrive anymore, like, where do you go? You just got to get Chipotle next time you want Mexican food? Like, it just doesn't white people just have no respect
2: for culture <laughs> they don't. They just don't at all because like i said they don't really have like none that's their culture their culture is to take culture
1: <laughs> <laughs> like the culture of white people is taking another person's culture which is
2: really tough
1: and then calling it a melting pot <laughs> yep and then like when they didn't contribute to the pot at all
2: Mm-mm, they just came like oh this is nice i think i'll stay here
1: yeah, it's it's really ridiculous, and it, it just made me sad because I really love that restaurant. Yeah, you and, personally feel that, and I've been telling you about that for months. I like know, a month. I feel bad. I ain't go. And um, yesterday was National Burger Day.
2: I know. That and was... I
1: found out that they closed on <laughs> National Burger Day.
2: <laughs> it's they, it's P Town now. It's not closing <laughs> no more. They about to start calling it P Town, like an in insecure. Yeah. I, I
1: would. I would. She was like, oh, I won't call it that anymore. <laughs> Yeah, gentrification is crazy. And speaking of I would, let's bring up Issa Rae. Um, so let's just make her our black girl magic this week. Issa Rae, um, creator and star of Insecure, is now also a cover girl. Um, she just got a cover girl contract. And I saw the pictures, and the pictures
2: were, like, literally beautiful. She her has, skin is really nice. Yeah, she has her bone structure. Her teeth, yeah, them teeth, they <laughs> they, they shine bright like a dime. She she teeth goes for real, <laughs> like so. I think I'm really happy that she got there. Like I feel like she never thought something like this would happen for her.
1: I'm just happy that she's on like yeah. a regular black girl. Well, she ain't a regular black girl. She's like top tier black girl. Went to Stanford or whatever. But mm-hmm. I'm just glad that she's on and she's telling these stories of regular black women
2: yep it's just good to have that representation like to relate I've never re- not necessarily relate like cause I don't relate to all the issues that happen on the show but mm-hmm. I just feel like it's real life stuff like yeah, yeah it's drama so it's like extra but yeah. it's still real life experiences that a lot of people like go through and I just never seen nothing like that on TV so
1: yeah the same and that's what she said in one of, in an interview she was just like it's crazy that a show about regular black women doing regular shit is groundbreaking <laughs> But yeah, um, did you see her interview? She did like a red carpet interview at the Emmys and then um, the, the interviewer asked her like, who are you excited
2: to see? Who are you rooting for? And she was just like, I'm rooting for everybody but." <laughs> <laughs> she said it like so like, yeah, that's what it is. It's, like, <laughs> it's right. so funny because like all black people do that, like On every 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 award show, show,
1: Miss America, any type of thing, you rooting Yep,
2: (laughs) Family Feud, you rooting for everybody black? For real. So that was very like I was happy that she was able to be herself. You see, white people
1: was coming for her on Twitter, like you're racist. Really? I didn't even
2: see that. I didn't even think to look for that. I just she was retweeting it. Wow. Yeah. But it's just funny, like, they black don't get people. It. <laughs> they just don't get it. Like, they don't get what she meant by that. And, like, we have to root for black people because. No one else is. Right. <laughs> and we have a hard time sometimes. It's tougher for us out here. So we got to root for each other and try to encourage sticking together. Yeah. So mind your fucking business, please. Please.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, let's move on. Um, So let's add Rihanna to Black Girl Magic, too. Simply because. One, she's Rihanna
2: and two, Fenty Beauty. Mm-hmm. So have you got any of it yet? No, but I went so I just I really don't need to spend any money on no <laughs> makeup, honestly. I do I don't either. Like I have a lot. But and I just bought foundation like two weeks ago. So but I did go into the store mm. and I tried um that trophy wife highlighter. I thought it was nice. It's I wanna put my whole face in it. Like really? it's <laughs> really like gold magic, like it sparkle. Like I was in the dark in the bathroom. Mm. And I just, I really had put it like on the, like my highlight area. Mm. And I could see it in the dark. Wow. I
1: was like, I've never gone
2: like this before. I might go get
1: that thing because I've been wanting a new highlighter, but I haven't really worn makeup all summer. And yeah. I'm like, I don't seem like I've gradually gotten lazier. So I'm like, am I really going to go back to putting on the a full, full face? And I don't think that's in the stars for me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I just I'm definitely think I'm going to get it for when I do go out. And I yeah. think I want to get that um the gloss and I may try the foundation uh after this one run out.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to get it. It take me like a year to run out of foundation. So, I got a while till so I'll have to get that. Right. But I'm probably going to end up going to get the um highlighter. And then um also Rihanna had to the Puma
2: Fenty launch. Um, well she's having it what next week it launches? Yeah so September 28th is when they're gonna launch that and it looks like it's pretty cool. The only thing I have about that is always like the stuff be so expensive like I ain't yeah. got one of the hoodies. It was like a half hoodie. I wore it at like Coachella mm. and all that shit was on sale at uh, Akira. I waited until yeah. it, first I saw it, it was like a hundred dollars. This Ugh. is like a hood. Literally yeah. a hood and sleeves. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking and, about. Um, and then I bought it And I realized I couldn't put my hands in the sleeves. It was no holes for my hands, Mm -hmm. so I was supposed to just wear the sleeves like on your shoulder. Yeah, (laughs) I'm like fuck this. So I cut holes in it so I could wear (laughs) it like a real sweatshirt. But I waited until it went down from like a hundred to like thirty dollars. Yeah. And that was just... $100 for that was a lot, but... I want to see the
1: new collection, because the first line, like you said, it was cute, but it wasn't wearable.
2: Yeah, this stuff looks like it's going to be pretty cute, though. It's going to seem like it's a lot of colors, Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know if it's going to be wearable either. Yeah. It's just... It's too high fashion. Yeah.
1: So, who knows? But um, I just want to highlight that Rihanna had, like, retweeted somebody (laughs) who was just, like, working in retail the worst. Somebody, a customer just came up to me and said, why don't we have Fenty Beauty? First of all, you at the Puma outlet store.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's the same thing. (laughs) Puma, like, y'all got Fenty. Um, (laughs)
1: Rihanna really on top right now because it's Fenty Beauty. I was thinking that it was just going to be like... Her release in a makeup, like just like a drop, and it'll be limited edition. But this is actually like a real brand that you yes. can just go in Sephora and buy it anytime.
2: Right, and I was on I, in my emails. Like Mac been sending me emails with like Nicki Minaj on it, talk about her lipstick collection, and like. And you know, I'm like, every single brand that's like promoting on Twitter is trying to showcase like how diverse they are now Mm -hmm. just because Rihanna had those 40 different shades and like had darker shades than other brands
1: but they say that those shades are good shades because you know black girls we have a problem with our makeup turning orange after like you know our skin color like not Mm -hmm. well my skin color (laughs) like I'm not light skin but I'm not dark skin either so sometimes, like, after, like, I wear my makeup for a little bit, it'll either turn orange or it'll, like, look powdery.
2: Yeah, it, it looks orange on me all the time.
1: And they say that, like, her shades don't do that at all because they made for
2: black girls. Yeah, they say they don't oxidize. I asked somebody um, how, how it works on them, and they said that when they put it on, after it dries, it gets a little darker. So when you're trying it on in the store, like, let it dry before mm-hmm. you decide. Um, but it doesn't oxidize. And, like, being orange, like, you looking good for, like, the first hour. Then you go to the bathroom and you look like Donald Trump. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, MAC does that really badly. I I remember MAC, when I first started, like, buying high-end makeup, of course, you buy, like, MAC first. And you turn orange within an hour. And it settles in the creases. So if you smile at all, you mm-hmm. just got, like, a little line by your mouth with, like,
2: foundation in it. Yeah studio fix fluid that was the first one i tried for mac and it definitely turned me orange like it's a good it looks so good when you first put it on i use the um ud uh the ud one urban decay one Mm -hmm. i use that one now but i used that one for
1: a while and then it started turning me
2: um well
1: actually i used that when i worked in tv honestly Mm -hmm. and um it oxidized but Mm -hmm. not orange like powdery looking
2: so, I try to put a primer... If I put a primer on before, mm-hmm. it don't. And then, like, if I do, like, a little powder or something, so mm-hmm. it powder, then it won't do it. But... Well, it's not It's crazy that,
1: like, these makeup brands have existed since forever, and Rihanna comes out of nowhere with lines that just don't oxidize. Like, how like, does she get the science? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> or do they just not care about black women's skin tones? It, it don't make sense. It really don't. Because I, I honestly... I started wearing, um... Honestly, I don't know what it's called. I just started wearing it. Actually, no, I started wearing it in 2015. Mm -hmm. But I just took the bottle up there when I got my refill, so I honestly don't know what it's called. Mm -hmm. But I've been wearing makeup since, like, a teenager, and I didn't find a foundation that didn't oxidize until I was 25. So (laughs) it's crazy that Rihanna comes out of nowhere with the science intact for black girls. Like,
2: y'all haven't had any... Like, I literally would go into Sephora, and they would be like... This one oxidizes. Like, they tell you. Like, they know which one oxidizes. So, like, it's widely known that it's going to oxidize. So, why aren't you trying to fix your formula to not do that? Yeah. I like, don't know. Like, what is in it that makes it do that? Is it, is it I think the, it's like a pigment thing. It's the oils in our Probably. skin or yeah. something. I don't, I don't know. know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but Rihanna figured out the cheat code. Mm-hmm. No more
2: orange faces. No more create cremation number five foundation. Right. I'm I'm ready I'm, I'm definitely gonna try it I know a lot of people That got it And they say they like it But I just don't know If people gassing right now But Yeah I think it's really good Like I went into the store And looked at it myself And like it's pretty good That's good So I'm just happy for it She don't even got make No music right now I could use a little music I could, <laughs> I could I could But you know She busy right now Yeah true, she, true She's true. doing her fashion thing And her makeup thing She can come back to it Cause you know She always Play with the albums anyway You know it's
1: crazy How like Rihanna On top of makeup and then she got, like, her fashion shit going on. And Kanye been crying about how his fashion won't pop off
2: for years now. Then he sold out. Now he got a little the kids' supplies, like, the kids' clothes that they do. And they had, like, Malibu written on, like, everything. Or they'd be, like, some little baby babies. And they'll have, like, Malibu on it. Or, what? Or, like, North Signature. Or just some... <laughs> <laughs> shit, whack. That's what I'm saying. Like, his whole brand is, like not even what, probably what he originally envisioned for <laughs> himself just because he sold out just to be considered high fashion.
1: I guess. Yeah, right, You want to move so,
2: on? Yeah, we <laughs> can move on. Um, so I wanted to talk about the Emmys. And some of the black people that won there, since we rooted for everybody black. I'm always rooting for everybody black. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The main one I wanted to talk about was Donald Glover. He won for that um, Juneteenth episode of Atlanta. Mm. And I honestly just, I miss Atlanta so much. And I'm ready for him to, I hope that this was like a push to make sure that we get the next season.
1: Well, I thought the only reason where we didn't get the next season, well, it was supposed to come in 2018, was because he was shooting Star Wars. Yeah,
2: it was. But you just never know what happens. So I just, True. that's a long time. And I just want to make sure that we get that show back. Because it was really a good show. And, like, I'm not trying to compare it to Insecure, but I just like the way that he mm-hmm. put all of it together. Like, Did
1: Get Out win? Oh, no, 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 no.
2: Emmys is for television. It'll yeah, work. it's like TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, So he won for that episode, and it was really good. And Lena, why is her last name? With? Yeah, I think it's with. Um, She won for that Master of None Thanksgiving episode, which was really that good. That
1: episode was really good.
2: I'm just, and I just didn't expect, I didn't even know she was nominated for one, so I was just really happy, like, that they're giving awards for these, like, different shows. Yeah. And they're, like, winning in the categories that they should win in. I'm just happy about it's that. It's
1: cool that Netflix shows could be entered enter for um,
2: Emmys and YouTube series. Yeah, Netflix, like, really did the damn thing. You like, know, Karuchi got an Emmy? Yeah. Not this year, but <laughs> I remember when they was talking about it, we was like, "What Emmy?" <laughs> yeah, she got an Emmy for a YouTube show, which is crazy. You can be, you can get on a YouTube show and like win
1: an award. Yeah, but yeah, um, that Master that episode though was
2: really good. With the Thanksgiving one, yeah, even though it, it was it had with Erica families, right? in it, yeah,
1: it was like um, when uh, Dev or Aziz mm-hmm. when he went to his friend's house for Thanksgiving. And it was just showing how um, how they grew up, and each year was a different story. And it basically became like a coming out story. If you're not know black, people be about gay shit. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, and yeah,
1: it it was a really good episode. Angela Bassett was in it, and Kim, what's Kim? Uh, the comedian, uh, Whitley? Kim Whitley was in it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a really good episode. Yeah.
2: So she won, which so congratulations. Mm-hmm. Lena. Um, Sterling K. Brown he won for uh, This Is Us and when he was giving his speech they like started playing music and cut him short and it sucks because it, he was like the first black man to win that award in 19 years the
1: first black person to win that award in 19 years
2: and people was talking about how Nicole Kidman went over her speech and nobody cut her off well Nicole Kidman is white <laughs> she's a woman yeah <laughs> So she's right. So I just people, people. I mean, I didn't see the speech, um. So I'm not probably not as upset as I probably should be, but it's just crazy that they do that. Like especially like somebody being you have up a there. historic win too. Yeah, that
1: just that's just really
2: irresponsible. I just think just be respectful. Like you know, this means a lot to these people. Just yeah. let them have that time. I didn't even watch the Emmys. I just saw like the highlights at the end and like on social media,
1: but like. Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: they
1: be boring. Yeah. Award shows
2: in general are just boring. Snoring. So And the Emmys don't have performances. Yeah, no music. So it's they had like a um like talked about people that passed away or like, you know, they'll sing and oh, show yeah. pictures mm-hmm. of so a man sing live. That should be sad. I know, it was <laughs> very sad. And um I think they left out Charlie Murphy and people was upset oh, about it. Yeah.
1: How you, Cause he, you just, you just gotta think about who are the people that's like on these committees at the Emmys. It's just a bunch of old white
2: people. I know, I know. But so people was upset about that. Mm-hmm. But um, either way, we had some good wins, and I was happy for all these three black. Well, I don't know who else won, but I think these are the three main black people that won. Yeah, these <laughs> are the ones I've been seeing the most. Yeah, mm-hmm. we didn't. We unfortunately we didn't watch it because the Emmys are boring. But
1: I wish that um blackish will finally win please
2: and honestly if I was Anthony Anderson's wife I would be uncomfortable with the relationship that he has with Tracy Ellis Ross really she be all like she loves him so much mm-hmm. and it's just like they damn near just need to get married to me like they like perfect it's, it's, no they're, they're co-workers it's TV mm, she'd be kissing all on them and they did that um that one spread like in Vogue. It just looked like they was like a real life couple. Mm. But I don't even know if they was trying to promote blackish on that spread. I don't think I saw it. Oh, I show it's actually a really nice spread. But it's just they they do a lot of work together. Yeah.
1: But they're really good together. They have really good chemistry. They you do. remember when they
2: hosted the B T awards? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was funny. I think him and his wife was like about to get a divorce like a year or so ago.
1: I don't think they are anymore. Yeah, though, they are st- they not. Because um he was in the four forty four Footnotes.
2: Oh, okay. Remember,
1: I told you about that, and Jay Z had those clips of just a bunch of men in Hollywood talking about relationships and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he was just talking about his marriage, and I don't remember if it was him or Will Smith. If he was talking about something like, You know, you fucked up when you get in the bed and her back turns, so or he was just talking about like stuff like that. And he just seemed like he, the way he was talking about his marriage it seemed like they've been through some shit, but they also have worked on some shit. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's going on, but again, again ain't my business.
2: Speaking of uh, Hollywood men in relationships, Uh, we must discuss Kevin Hart and this extortion situation he got going on. Oh, my gosh. So, apparently, this young lady is trying to extort Kevin Hart for $10 million. Well, maybe we should explain what happened because maybe maybe people have
1: been hiding under a rock and don't know what's been going on these past couple days. Yeah,
2: so she's trying to extort him for $10 million, and she's trying to do this by threatening to release a sex tape. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think like a couple months ago, there was some pictures that came up with Kevin Hart and some mysterious lady in the back of a truck, and they were kind of like—they looked like they were in a compromising situation, Mm -hmm. like hugging or something— and we definitely knew, like, what he was doing. He kind of, like, just brushed those rumors under the cover. Like, mm-hmm. everybody just got over him really fast. Mm-hmm. They, were he they were saying just cool. talking. They were just laughing. Yeah. Yeah, he played it real cool. But then, like, now, this past week, somebody has come out with a sex tape saying that she was threatening to show it to everyone unless he gave her $10 million. And she illegally recorded him while they were doing these sexual things in some room. So you can't really see him in the recording, mm-hmm. but you see him in the room during the recording. And you see him walk in naked. Right, yeah. and then, like, they are having sex, or so they're on the bed, but you can't see the bed, really. But you could see him in the mirror. Yeah, so it's, we know it's him for but sure. Did you see the part when he was
1: laying up with no socks on? No. <laughs> like, how comfortable are you, my nigga?
2: <laughs> laying up, butt naked, with no socks? Like, like what? excuse me how are you that comfortable with a mistress you can't be but that's really how they be thinking like they think like they just can be free and be themselves but you know what the fucked up thing about the
1: sex tape was in the background it was playing this interview about Kevin Hart talking about how his wife is his rib and he could never cheat on her because it's so easy to get caught in these (laughs) day and
2: times yeah, I watched it. That whole thing. That was a couple months ago, too. Yeah. I was asking him about it. He was like, why would I do that? Like, it's just too much stress. I, I'm always wondering, like, what you doing? You recording me? Are you doing this? Like, just, you know.
1: But even so, that's just a dumbass answer to give when somebody asks you, would you ever cheat on your wife? Right. Like, you should say no, because I love my wife. Not because it's easy to get caught. Like, what the hell? And then kind dumb ass is that?
2: get caught? And you do it anyway? Like... <laughs> You're just talking for the people.
1: This just goes to show that...
2: Men are really just idiots. (laughs) Like he literally knows what the right thing to do is. Like he knows that he could get caught. He knows what the right thing
1: is to do. He knows that if he get caught, how he would get caught. And he did it anyway. And
2: you got sixty million (laughs) dollars.
1: He should have just paid the ten and kept it moving, (laughs) really. His whole (laughs) (laughs) life paid the five, for real. Like, I'm not condoning cheating or whatever, but, like, he embarrassing his wife, his pregnant wife at
2: that, mm-hmm. his children. His whole family. His whole entire family. himself, himself, His self. Mostly. And now he got the FBI involved because he was illegally recorded. And that's just, like, so they had, you was this comfortable with somebody that was setting your ass up from the jump. And you allowed that to happen to yourself. Like, you just wasn't and you,
1: thinking. And no, they said the video was recorded on his wife's birthday.
2: And, like, what? And I just can't believe it. Yeah, I got it. We got it. Wife. You should be, like, he should. I know he worked a lot, so maybe he's just never home. But, like, for her birthday, I feel like you should be home for her birthday at least. Like, there's no reason why a sex tape should be recorded on your wife's. Breakdown. There's no
1: reason why a sex tape re- should be recorded if you marry. Like, he's only been married for a year.
2: Like, barely How are you married.
1: one year into a relationship and you cheating? Like, that don't make... I mean, not saying it's any time frame, it's okay to cheat, but... Mm-hmm.
2: You break in pretty early. Right? In this situation. Like, obviously, he's just a cheater. And, you know, rich men, honestly, they... Well, men with a lot of money like that, like, I feel like they feel entitled to be able to do stuff like that and she's not going nowhere and i feel like he knew that that sucks because she's pregnant i know so she's definitely not going nowhere and then it's just the fact that like well i could just talk
1: about this now since we kind of talking about her being pregnant i was reading this article yesterday and it was talking about like stress on pregnant women so i'm gonna just say this now if you cheat on your pregnant spouse off the bat you're a bad father simply because you cannot stress pregnant women off because it releases like a, a hormone, um cortisol that's like the stress hormone. And that hormone transfers to the child. And so women with high levels of stress, they end up having children that have like they um the cortisol in the hormone or whatever passes on to the child, which can cause like behavior problems, anxiety problems. It makes them more um likely to suffer from chronic illnesses like um it just they up saying like these problems that get passed to the fetus last into adulthood. Yeah, so
2: they niggas don't think that
1: deep. Of course they don't. <laughs> <laughs> but like, why would you cheat on your pregnant wife? That should be like a good. That should be like a happy time in both your lives. Like you just get married. Now your wife is pregnant. That should be like you both should be excited to welcome a new baby into the mix. And mm-hmm. instead, you like cheating. Not, but
2: I feel like a lot of People, not, not a lot of people, but I think men cheat. Like, that's a time when men cheat sometimes. That I've heard crazy. about that, yeah. And it's just like, I think it's because maybe the woman can't, like, do certain things that she used to do for him or something. I don't know. Like, he, they but maybe they feel like they lack in something and they just start cheating. That is insane. <laughs> it really is. That is insane. Yeah. Like, I don't... I don't know. Like, maybe she do not want to have sex no more, or like she's tired, or she do not feel good. Yeah, and, like, yeah, and, nigga. And they feel like they. She's they like growing out. a
1: whole person in her body.
2: They don't. They will never.
1: But understand. Kevin Hart was a cheater before. Yeah. Pregnant wife or not, because
2: Tori Hart got a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to read what she posted on Instagram. And Tori Hart is Kevin
1: Hart's ex wife, and. I'll just give, the like, the pre-story. So, a few weeks ago, Kevin Hart's current wife, Eniko posted a, their wedding pictures, and she said, eight years together, one year married. So, a person in the comments pointed out that Kevin Hart has only been divorced for six years. <laughs> so, how has he, how has her and Kevin been together for eight? And she said that I was never a mistress. They were separated, and, um... Their marriage was broken way before I came into the mix. I was never secret, and basically Tori Hart came out and said,
2: "Not true." Yeah, she did an interview too that we listened to today, <laughs> and it was like, "What they asked her about the relationship?" They was just like, "What? What? Do you, what do you recall from your relationship?" <laughs> she was like, "Lies and infidelity," and <laughs> <laughs> she said it just like that. Like, so he obviously been on some, like, not telling the truth. Mm-hmm. But, So she put up today, Listen, I have been quiet for a long time, but I'm going to say something today. Y'all all have your opinion about me, but guess what? I'm a woman who was there from day one when Kevin was selling sneakers. I have no hidden motives. What you see is what you get. I have every right to speak my piece. If I want to do an interview to promote my brand, I have every right to do that. Kevin has used me in his comedy act for years, and no one seems to have a problem with that. Me and Kevin met in college in a theater art class, and it just so happens to, oh, and it just so happens that he blew up before me. <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs> I'm a thespian who has been training for years. I'm a hardworking mom who just started my natural hair care line, hashtag or no at Heavenly Heart as a self-love gift for my daughter. I was done dirty and treated like trash, and still always kept it classy. I had to constantly see my kids in pictures and at events with my ex-husband and his mistress, and I still took it on the chin like a champ. I had to watch him blow up and leave me for another woman when I held it down from the beginning. I made so many sacrifices that no one knows about, but there is only so much a person can take. So if you want to do a quick, if in- so if I want to do a quick interview to promote myself, so be it. Enough is enough. But you know what?
1: Um, when I was listening to her interview, it really does suck that when Kevin Hart blew up, all of his comedy was about how he cheated on his wife. It was.
2: I ain't noticed that
1: cause I just didn't think about that. But imagine like getting cheated on and then seeing somebody tell the story and make millions doing it.
2: Yep. That shit is crazy. And give it to the lady that he cheated on you. <laughs> <laughs> give it to the lady that he cheated on you with. That shit is crazy. It sucks. She really has been a champ by not, like she tried she has tried to keep it classy. Yeah. But I think that when Aniko posted that whole thing about, about them that, being a the game for eight years, yeah. that's what really like shook her up. She's like, Okay, I've been trying to play nice. Like I knew he like I let, like I let y'all have y'all relationship, no mm-hmm. problems, my kids could be there. And now you just trying to like Step on my Make me look real stupid Yeah like She
1: tried to make her look dumb And I don't know why Unico did that Like I don't
2: think she was thinking She probably not
1: That bright Maybe Maybe Cause like Why would you post That you've been together With somebody for 8 years When they ain't even been Divorced for 8 years
2: Like duh Like you knew And then like what divorced. And then they were saying Like his youngest son Only 8 <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know I just People were saying that Tori sound like she was being bitter.
1: Um, she don't sound bitter to me. She just no. seemed like... She it, just needs to tell her side. She it tired. makes her look bad.
2: Like, they making her look bad. Yeah, she tired of all these assumptions. And now it's coming out. Like, she didn't never want to make him look like a cheater either. Mm-hmm. I think she cared about his image a lot. Yeah, because she got kids with him. Right. And his money ends up being her money at some point. Right. And so, I don't know. I just feel like she tried to do right, but... Everybody been pushing her to the edge. So... (laughs) I just think Kevin been cheating from the... He's just a cheater. Yeah. Always been a cheater. Always probably going to be a cheater. Maybe he learned his lesson this time, but this is pretty bad. I just feel bad for his wife. So do you think Eniko um, gonna stay? Hell yeah, she ain't going
1: nowhere. She was with him today. That's what <laughs> was she?
2: Yeah, they showed they had some pictures. They was going somewhere.
1: That's so sad. I mean, but the thing that's crazy about it is Kevin Hart has the money to have a woman who is cool with him cheating.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, I'm pretty sure she might be like she's probably not okay with this, but she yeah, she's she she not okay she with a it. sex
1: tape while she's pregnant on her yeah. birthday. But she probably
2: knew he was cheating.
1: Yeah, she probably did.
2: Or she just like, well, if I don't know about it, it didn't happen. She probably liked that.
1: I was reading this thing about, um, I think it was just on Twitter, so I won't even say I was just reading this thing. <laughs> but um, people were talking about, like, cheating and stuff and talking about, like, women who stay. And it was just saying, like, people take, like, people stay after cheating more simply because cheating happens more often. Like we, Like, cheating is a common occurrence so when it happens to you, you don't really you just got more experience with dealing with it. Mhm. So. Yeah.
2: Cheating, I mean, ever since marriage was created, infidelity was created. Yeah. Like people always have cheated. People have always yearned for something else or desire something else whenever they're lacking something in their life. Mm-hmm. And I and I like it's always we it, it's not as black and white as we always make it seem like but sometimes it is sometimes people just dumb and just do stupid shit yeah. but then sometimes like some people be with people for years and years and years to try to work through a relationship and then they finally break and they do something and they cheat and they feel horrible about it and it's because they probably was just it was some kind of they it was something like they were looking for like a new self or like just I don't know people desire certain things and I feel like sometimes that can drive you to cheat and it's just not as black and white and that's why most people especially if they're married they stay if somebody cheats because yeah. sometimes you may whether you like it or not sometimes you contribute to pushing a person to that space
1: Yeah but then I I don't know I don't think there's ever like an excuse for cheating like it happens and it may be things that could, like, drive you to cheat. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, I think both parties need to take responsibility in that situation. Like, say something drives you to cheat. Say your partner doing something that's, like, pushing you away. It's your responsibility to communicate.
2: What if you communicate it? Then it's your responsibility to leave. It, <laughs> it, like, it, like, I don't understand, like... But if you marry, like, you have to, people are, like, told to, like, work through issues. And, they, and if, like, you if you're work... not communicating well, sometimes you go through phases where you may not communicate well.
1: Yeah, but then, like, if you if you on that stance of, like, okay, I'm supposed to work through it, then where does the cheating come into play?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, how do you get, like, I don't think cheating is just, like, an accidental thing like we see it is on TV and stuff, like no it's no if you're in a committed relationship how do you even end up in a situation where you are so close to somebody and so loose and so comfortable that you just have sex like yeah, it's,
2: that's nothing that just slips up and no, happens it doesn't just slip up and happen I feel like it happens from feelings that you probably have been feeling about the relationship and I think that like yeah you can cheat like when you like first get with somebody and then you cheat then it's like you really just don't give a fuck. Like, you just yeah. you shouldn't have been in that relationship at all. But, like, sometimes people be together for years, like, 25 years or mm. something, and then something happens, and then you just don't, people don't want to give all that up. And it could be something that you, like, pushing on to that person or expectation that you're pushing on that person, and they feel like they need to find a release somewhere else. Not saying that cheating is right. I'm not trying to yeah. promote cheating. But I'm just saying that we try to make it, so like shameful but in real life like a lot of people do it like way more than what we would like to believe but that don't make it okay it don't make it okay but it's
1: real it's real but I feel like instead of I feel like yeah we acknowledge that it's real but we need to acknowledge also like figure out how to work around that
2: yeah but I just like to look at it like like, like, as, as the situation is and how many the reality of like how many people really do it and not believe, like, that there's a fantasy world where people just don't cheat. And, like, maybe we can, like, push and have a different perspective about cheating. And maybe people will do it less. But...
1: Mm-mm. I always tell people I date, like, just leave me before you cheat on me. Like, if you want to cheat, just leave. Yeah. Like, I, I ain't got time to be dealing with that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Nobody
1: <laughs> Because, like, not only, like, one, cheating is devastating. But now they're like, say you know you got cheated on. Like, say I found out I got cheated on. Now it's my responsibility to deal to with it. To do something. And it's just like, I ain't prepared for that. Like, yeah. if you want to cheat, leave me before you cheat. I, I'm not prepared to handle it afterwards. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's cut out the middleman, just go. Yeah, it's just easier said than done. It is, but I, I 100% rather I somebody just leave me before cheating on me. Yeah. And you ain't even got to tell me why. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just go ahead and go. Like I, I trust your trust your judgment. It ain't working out. <laughs> well, yeah. I just I I don't think cheating is good. I want to make sure that I say that, but I just saying that I try to look at it more realistically because when I look at a lot of different marriages, like you just sometimes you find out shit when you get older. You be like, damn, like did anybody have a, a really like a non cheating or a really good? marriage is like very slim and like i'm just like am i being realistic about marriage or i don't know i think about that
1: um not too often actually but i have thought about that before but then i think about the way that i approach approach like relationships in general and like i don't think i'll have like a traditional marriage because i've never really had like a traditional relationship that's just like not how i am so i can't really like look at what people before me have done because I'm not really headed in the, that direction of what they're what they did or what they're
2: doing yeah I mean yeah it's, it's gonna be different to an extent but just I when I look at other marriages and what like I just that's just what I think I just be thinking like and people always say it's just so much work yeah it's just like so much communication that you have to do and like Sometimes you drop the ball. Like, you could just be so busy with work and kids and other shit that you just not focusing on some of the things that make your marriage work. Yeah. And it we just people, and we, we depend on one person. you get married, you depend on one person for, like, so many different areas of happiness, I feel like, for, with your family mm-hmm. and just, like, loving you and, I don't know, taking care of you. I don't know. It's just so much that you depend on one person for, and that's, like, Kind of crazy to me when
1: I think about marriage. <laughs> yeah, that that is crazy to me. Like when I think in, like not that aspect of like depending on one person, but like just the aspect of like depending on a person like financially.
2: Yeah. I just
1: because like um I don't know, I was reading something. I was into a podcast and they were talking about how women marry for security, and people were trying to say like, not only like do you need like emotional security in a relationship, but also like financial financial security. And it's especially important for women, just because, like, say you get pregnant, can't go back to work. Somebody gotta pay the bills, you mm-hmm. know. So,
2: I don't know. Just I don't, like I, when I think about getting pregnant, like I'd be like. I don't know, like, there's no way I could do the work that I do. Because I feel like I have, like, stress during work. I wouldn't even want to have that stress level at all while I'm pregnant. Me neither. And so I'm like, if I get pregnant, what am I going to do? Am I going to get a new job, work part-time somewhere? I've been working to, like, manage stress better, though. Yeah, me too. Me too. I've been, like, making a huge effort Mm -hmm. to, like, understand what's important and what is out of my control.
1: Yeah, and I think that's, like, a. this is, like, off topic or whatever, but um, I think it's just, like, coming from, like, our parents' generation to, like, being millennials, that's just something, like, millennials have a hard time gras- grasping because we've always had, a, like, pretty much everything handed to us. We have social media. We have access to so much information at our fingertips, and then we're in a situation where work, the situation of work, where, like, everything is not in our control. Mm-hmm. We don't control how much we work. We don't control how long we're at work. We don't control, most of us don't control what exactly we're doing, you know? And that's something that, like, we're not exactly used to, which our parents' generation, they've always known that they were going to grow up and work and work today they were 60 years old, you know? Well, we've always been taught, like, the American dream, and you could build an app, and you could do this, and you could do this, and you could do this. Because, like, my mom, well, I don't, Actually remember that time we had that like barbecue or whatever it was it was at our house mm-hmm. at my parents' house and my parent you was talking about like how work's so stressful and my mom and dad and my aunts was like, Well, girl, get used to it like <laughs> And I'm that, like, No Like they don't understand complaining about work because they've just all they've known is get just a good job. Like they've worked, like even like my grandparents, they work their whole lives and that was like they took pride in having a job like having a steady job they took pride in being able to wake up and go to work every day and take care of your family whereas us we like damn we got to go
2: to work every day like yeah i literally i remember i was like 11 i was like ma how do you go to work every day i asked her that because i was just like this is crazy like you're mm-hmm. really just doing this every single day and she looked at me and she laughed it's just like so we can eat, <laughs> but I literally couldn't even understand. Like, I guess like we just want a different level of happiness. We yeah. we know that it's more than life than just going to a job for a, until you old and then saying like, oh here you got retirement. Well, now we you think we know that. Yeah, yeah. cuz we want something different than what they whatever they have. We I think that's what it is. We just want something. And then more. this is like off topic too, but I was reading this. One. I think I sent you this
1: article. Um, last week or whatever and it was talking about we the generation that like like the generations before us like just speaking on women specifically like at one point women couldn't work and then that was like our grandparents generation then like our parents generation where they was always encouraging like women like you can you could work you could do this you could do that and so now we're in our generation where we're trying to work and have fam. well I'm not trying to have family but we're expecting to work have family and like so many women our age are like dissatisfied because like We've been taught that this is what we should want, and now we're in it, and we
2: don't want it. Yeah, because like I feel like our parents' generation was like, they tried to push them more towards like getting married and having a family too. Mm-hmm. And like us, they were like, no, you can have it all. You're like, you can be independent. You don't need a man or anything mm-hmm. to take care of you. You can have education on your own. And it's just like now we are starting to feel like, okay, now we have the education and we're super independent. Like. Where do I fit a family? Mm-hmm. And so you start realizing, like, okay, you take a step back, you would be like, what do I really want? Yeah, Like, people have been telling me what I should be doing, and maybe this is not what I want to do. That's
1: what I've been thinking about a lot lately. Not lately, but just over the past, like, few years. Because mm-hmm. I even feel like in college, like, I don't know, just the college I went to, it was kind of like the black community was just real bougie or whatever. And it was just like... I don't know. They always viewed it as, not they, but, like, just being in that environment, it was always viewed as, like, you need to do X, Y, Z to be successful.
2: Yeah. And
1: you do X, Y, Z, and now you're here, and it's just like, okay, now what? or like Yeah, and it's just, like, I'm trying, I'm really starting to understand more that, like, if it was a formula for success or a formula for happiness, then we'll all be successful or happy. Mm -hmm. Like, one set of instructions doesn't work for everybody. And just the general, and I'm learning for myself, the standard
2: set of instruction generally is not for me. (laughs) (laughs) It's like they always tell us to, like, I feel like I've always been goal setting my whole life. Mm -hmm. Like, I've always just, like, I reach this point, okay, then I do this, then I get this cert, then I do this, and then I get this promotion. And then, you know, it's always, like, what's next? And, like, sometimes you just got to think, like, okay, am I always constantly going to be chasing, like, what's next? And is it wrong for me to feel, like, content yeah. where I'm at sometimes? Because I, I used to today. feel bad for feeling content.
1: It's, well, it's one thing to, from feeling content, and it's another thing to appreciate where you're at and then say, okay, what's next? So, but I don't some, know.
2: like, what if i don't what if I'm not trying to worry about what's next? Like, and don't what if, Yeah, but I feel like that's how I, my brain just works. Like, I'm always trying to think of like what I'm about to do next. I think that's
1: how I am in a sense, but I'm really starting to like deconstruct some of the things that I've like become accustomed to accepting. Like I said, like I don't know if I said on this pod. I don't think I said on this podcast, but remember I told you like a while ago. Like, yeah, I think like last December I started like a house fund. I started putting away money for a house. And now I'm like, you know what? Like, in recent months, I'm thinking, like, okay, I'm about to just take this house money and move abroad. Like, yeah, this yeah. is not, like, I, I guess I want a house, but, like,
2: not right now. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And I've always said, like, I wanted to experience, like, other cultures because mm-hmm. I just think our culture brainwashes us so much. And we just don't live in the now enough. Like, yeah. experiencing the now is always – it's so – fast-paced, and we never could just sit and have, like, a leisurely dinner. Like, that's, like, some countries, like, that's just what they do. Every night, leisurely dinners all night. When I went to,
1: um, Paris... It was like a lot of restaurants. A lot of restaurants had outdoor seating, Mm -hmm. and the chairs would face the street,
2: so you would just people watch. And I love people watching. I would never, like, I rarely do that here Mm -hmm. because that's just not the culture, and I'm literally always doing something. I'm super busy. And, I mean, I get, like, being busy, doing different things, you get more things accomplished, so that's why we tend to be, like, successful. And, I don't know, it's just I want to experience other cultures, so I'm really glad that you, like, really trying to do that.
1: Yeah, this whole visa situation is yeah, you stressful. Yeah, gotta,
2: gotta figure that out pronto. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like,
1: I've just been learning that, like, what has worked for other people might not work for me. And yeah. that's fine. Yeah. And what other people may view as success, I don't have to view it that way. What other people might make other people happy may not make me happy.
2: Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to find more balance in my life mm-hmm. and just, like, trying to incorporate things that I like to do because... I get so focused on, like, my schedule and just trying to make sure that my day is right so I'm not, like, stressed about nothing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just really got to take time for yourself and just do something completely different from what you do at work. Because you have to take your mind off of that and you have to do something that you care about. I feel like that's, like, when you start finding, like, the happiness, when you genuinely care about some of the things that you're doing that's when you're happy. Mm. And, like, there's so many people that's, like, deemed as successful, but they're so unhappy because they're overwhelmed and they're too busy and they feel like they're trying to keep up with the Joneses. And we don't have to do that. And I know social media even, like, pushes. um, Like, we see all these pictures of people's lives and everybody's life looks so beautiful and then you want to do certain, you see people doing certain things and you want to do it, and it just makes, I feel like it's just too fast. And you know what?
1: This is, like, not to be, like, funny because we are having a super soul sunday moment right now (laughs) but when i'm on social media like instagram twitter i always see all like these beautiful people and instagram models but i never see no beautiful people in person (laughs) so i'm like either it's fake
2: or they just don't live around here (laughs) Yeah, I no, it really is like it opens your eyes up to how many beautiful people there are in a row. You'd be like, Damn, I'm ugly, low key like, I don't I don't
1: really think that. <laughs> I don't really think that because at the same time there's people I've seen on social media who don't look the same in person. Yes. So like once I started like really realizing that I'm like, you know what, this is all just like pe- like it's really just people show what they wanna show people show how they look when they want you to see how they look that in that moment yeah like people aren't really that beautiful people aren't really that rich people don't have all this money people don't have it all figured out
2: like they seem like they do yeah but it's just like you have to realize that for yourself because we just like we have we have so much access to it now and like when I feel like younger kids like when they see that stuff they really like attach onto it as, like, yeah. what real life is. Or even,
1: like, older people, <laughs> like, it's a lot of people who I follow, like, still from college or whatever, and they just post about, like, how you should be living and this, that, and the third, and it's just, like, I don't know. I don't really post that much on social media or, like, Twitter or Instagram, but sometimes I just scroll through my timeline and laugh at these goofy oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'll do this today. How dare you tell somebody how to live their life? Like who are you? I'm like first of all you sound like an idiot. First of all you dusty and you're broke. <laughs> <laughs> you broke. You look dusty. <laughs> yeah, you're crooked, like like how me? dare like I don't understand and I don't understand how like social media has become like this platform to stand on and look down on other people. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and people just some people like I read their opinions and I just think that they, I like that they're nice, smart. Like, yeah, some people
1: literally get on Twitter and just be like, "Y'all doing this, but I'm doing this," <laughs> 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 or be like, "It's crazy that it's some people who really think that blah blah blah." Like yeah. what? Like <laughs> they no. get on Twitter just to shit on people? Yeah, for real. Y'all and doing this, but I'm doing this. That just literally is like that's like what so they call much. they call it. I'm so different. Twitter. <laughs> I'm so
2: different. Twitter is really a great place, though. At the same time, yeah, but it is. But it's, it's just it's too much. Like, anyway, social media, yeah, is, it's too much consumption. Yeah, it's too much. We mm-hmm. see too much. It makes people want more. It makes people feel like they're not reaching their goals fast enough. Mm-hmm. They're not finding their passions fast enough. And you really gotta run run your own race. You really do. And and don't put so much pressure on yourself because I've all my whole life I've always put my pressure on myself to get good mm-hmm. grades just to, like, do good in everything that I did. And it's not that serious. The older you get, the <laughs> the more you realize that. And back to the whole cheating thing, I was talking to our landlord one day. <laughs> so our landlord
1: is this pastor, this old black man. He like, what, 80? Mm-hmm. And he was telling me about how, like, our generation got, like, smartphones <laughs> and we just used to having everything and how we just, like... Because, you know, I was talking about how, like, you might want something different so you, like... I don't know, stray from your relationship, your marriage. Mm-hmm. He was like, do I always love my... No, he was like, do I always like my wife? No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> For real. <laughs> but he was just like, but we just learned to work well together. Yeah, and then he, he can't get on his phone and see a picture of some IG model down the street looking good. Temptation. I feel like, like Instagram,
1: um, just like... The fact that, like, of course, like I said, so many beautiful people on the internet, and the fact that you could follow people, DM people, talk to people, it makes, like, the average ugly person think that that person is attainable for them.
2: Yeah,
1: it does. Because, mm-hmm. like, just the fact that, like, we talk talking about, like, how cheating is so common and that everybody cheats, like, ugly people cheat, broke people cheat, fat people cheat, skinny people cheat, like... Yeah, for real. Like, it's just so crazy that, like... And I don't know, like, um... I'll just go ahead and say that every time I've ever been cheated on,
2: it's always been with somebody that was significantly worse than me. <laughs> right. so you So what is, it, it had to be something else, like, something like they weren't, because it wasn't like they looked better than you. It was just like, something else. Yeah, and that, like, that, that shit is what bothers me. Like, what the fuck was they doing for you that you couldn't find in this relationship? That's what, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard to understand but then again
1: the quality of people that I dated have gone up and then like she then <laughs> disappears after that but <laughs> yeah, yeah but yeah it's just crazy how like people don't even just want just like something better but just something else it's something it's just
2: the desire yeah it's to want that desire it's a feeling it's that they're really chasing
1: that's so crazy yeah um, you want to talk about this whole cheating thing a little more? Not really. Yeah, I think we touched bases on it. Let's move on to just touch base on like Insecure real quick since <laughs> okay. it just wrapped up and I don't let me just go ahead and say that 8
2: episodes is not enough. It ain't. I want more Insecure like now. It yeah, I think that the the season finale was really good. Um, I like how you said that they had the director from Formation for it. Yeah, she has she directed Formation and she also directed Kitty Cat and Upgrade You. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And she and you could tell that it was a different director but I like the way that how they it was like the sequences was. Yeah. So it was 30 days with Lawrence, 30 days with Issa, and 30 days with Molly. And
1: you know when the episode first came on, it said 30 days with Lawrence, and I thought the whole episode was <laughs> about to be Lawrence, and I was fucking pissed. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I got
2: to watch this whole episode about Lawrence. I did, too. I was like, what is this? So <laughs> I was he, mad as hell. Yeah, it was creative, though. I like the way they yeah. did it. Um, I don't know if Lawrence coming back. For real, for real. Like it's. I don't know if he's gonna be around. That's
1: what I was thinking too. I think that like the whole apology thing. Well, I don't think they writing his character off, but they kind of like broke off his story. Yeah, so it's because no I for don't him. think
2: him and Issa getting back together. Yeah, not after that. So, no. She imagined they was about to get married and
1: stuff. But that was just so real. I don't think. I mean, I'm not saying that was so real, but it was just like really relatable. How like you could date someone for a minute, imagine this life with them, imagine the future with them, and it ends. Yeah.
2: And that's just like, I feel like I, well, I don't watch that many, like, TV shows like this, but I've never seen that on TV. Yeah. Like, you, I mean, it's not always a happy ending, but I feel like that was a relatable situation. Yeah. And um,
1: I don't really want Lawrence and Issa to get back together anyway. Not
2: after, not after he uh, cussed her out outside the restaurant.
1: Yeah, that was a bit much. And I just think that, okay, so this is one thing that nobody has said in their insecure critique. Why the hell is Lawrence still dating? <laughs> <laughs> like for real, like nigga, learn how to be alone. Like he, right after Issa, he was fucking Tasha. Right after Tasha, he went apartheid. I mean, apart, partner. People been calling her apartheid on Facebook, so I've been <laughs> calling her that in my head. But right after that, he went partner. Like, learn how to be
2: alone. He he don't want to. He he's using he's just using that to distract. And then he want
1: to call Issa a hoe when he tried to hide his little hoe face <laughs> and it just didn't work out. Like, he got bang. He got raped <laughs> by those girls. He got a train ran on him. <laughs> so I don't know. I just like why I just don't understand like why just, nobody's brought that up. Like nigga, learn how to be alone. Like why do you always have to have somebody in your corner?
2: He typical.
1: So typical. And Issa just, this whole season, Issa was just doing too much. She like, was. But Issa took, like, the whole three-month break after Lawrence and was waiting for him to come back. So she properly, you know, was moving on or probably was taking the steps to probably move forward or whatever. But she was just
2: doing too much. Yeah, I, I didn't like how she been, first of all. Hella thirsty. She, and She was hella thirsty, but I didn't like how she treated Daniel because, like. And now she about to live with Daniel. It, I don't know if she about to live with him or if she was just, like, trying to go to different people's houses. So she was, could waste time going to her brother. And
1: why was her brother such an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> he is an asshole.
2: But I, that's how brothers are sometimes. Like, damn, your sister are on hard times and you, like, pissy about it? He don't care. But, um, what was we? Oh, we are talking about uh, Issa doing too much. She was super thirsty and she just, Daniel was really trying to look out for her. Yeah. And she pushed that situation away because she was... So worried about like I guess moving, not getting jumping into something too. But bad. at the same
1: time, Issa was doing exactly what everybody say they want was being upfront.
2: Yeah, and but
1: it just and, wondered, and she did it at the wrong time. She did
2: when she did, it, I was so pissed. I'm like, who? He he, looking out for you, like, like coming to pick her up after she crashed her car, looking at a dick pig, looking at a dick pig. <laughs> and now you like, oh yeah, we're just we're just friends. Now he making you open your own car door, <laughs> like that was just.
1: And now they about. I just
2: wonder how this next season about to go. I really
1: wonder if Drow is really in an open marriage. I,
2: I don't think he in an open marriage because I feel like they sneak it sneaking around. Sneaking around, yeah. And when he, when the wife talked to her, it seemed like she didn't know. really know what mm-hmm. was going on. And I don't know. I just feel like it's not what he portraying it to be. And she always like out of town when he come over her house. I don't know i just i'm unsure if it's a real open marriage yeah but she is like her nose wide open for sure
1: yep and she just it's it's not even like she in an open situation she just really just a side chick because they both got feelings involved or at least she does and she
2: know he. the thing about is like you know he's married Mm -hmm. so you can never fully have him yeah so you should really like try not to put yourself in that situation like you know like this is not gonna turn out good for me because i'm gonna end up catching feelings and I'm not going to be able to have this man.
1: Yeah. Molly, it's like she saved all her good decisions for her career. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, everything
2: she does is just, she just makes bad decisions. She too fucked. Like, like I was talking about earlier, it's like, like, how do you find time for some other shit when you're too focused on your career? She just ain't putting her energy in the right places when it comes to dating. And she ain't been back to therapy. Oh, I thought she went. She, she was talking to the... No,
1: actually, the she shirt. went and then fucked Lil Rail. Oh, yeah. Which is did. like, I don't understand how there's like no medium ground with Molly. Like, <laughs> this, the therapist said, get to know the dude. And the next thing, they fucking in the office. Like, what? How is there no... It's like, it was
2: not even that good. No transition. Like, Molly is just extreme. Yeah, she just don't. She she just she just out here wandering. When it come to dating, yeah. And she knows she didn't really like him. yeah. And she feel like drove her soulmate because they grew up together, I guess. But it's just not going to work out for her if she continues to do this. And she knows that, though, because she's not dumb. Yeah. But she just can't, she can't she deny her heart a true desire. People got to learn to resist temptation. Yeah. Her heart is just like, I want it. And that's
1: the thing. That's that millennial shit. You can't have everything you want. <laughs> you can't. Like Just because you want something don't mean you should pursue it. You deserve it. Yeah, or that you even deserve it or that you even need it.
2: Yeah, because a lot of shit I want, and I'm learning, like, you know what, Jazzy? You need to chill. because yep. Learn restraint. Yeah, and, that, and that's to all our millennials out there. Mm-hmm. This, this world ain't for us, so we got to learn how to adjust a little bit. Yeah. You know, just so we can... Be sane, exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All uh, right,
2: who else did we talk about? Everybody, I think so. Um, oh no,
1: uh, Tiffany. Oh, yeah, Tiffany. So, people are drawing these conclusions that Tiffany is cheating, and I didn't catch it at first, but then I caught it again when I rewatched the episode. Absolutely, because so they were supposed to be watching Do North, yep, at Easter House, and in the scene where it was the 30 days with Lawrence part. Uh-huh. Lawrence was talking to what's Tiffany's husband's name? Uh, John for now. Light skin. <laughs> so she was she was talking to he was talking to Tiffany's husband and then I guess Lawrence or um Chad asked where Tiffany was and he said Tiffany's at Issa's watching Due North. But then when it was thirty days with Issa and they were all watching Due North, uh Issa got that text and no Molly got that text and Tiffany said she wasn't coming right so where was
2: where were you at? Where Tiffany? was Tiffany?
1: and then it was that whole thing at the beginning of the season where she was talking about how damn, what was his name is some is some guy at work? N- yeah, no, when he had talked about that guy that that she used to work with that it was mm-hmm. an issue with, and then remember, um at the beginning of the season where they were at that like art gallery, and Tiffany was talking about how she, her husband had to sleep at a hotel for a month or oh, something. yeah,
2: she always like trying to like cover it up too like. Like, she didn't say it, or, like, it's just, like, normal. You know what I think? Oh, she said, like, Becky with the good ring, too. Oh, yeah. She always trying to flaunt her marriage, like, yeah. like she's trying to overcompensate or something. For something. And I feel like that baby ain't his. Oh, it's absolutely not his. It's whoever that man is from work that he thinks yep. is gone. Because yep. he said, uh, so I forgot his name, but he gone now. And, and it's
1: crazy how, like, that part just, like, went so quick. Like, you really have to be paying attention to realize yeah. that Tiffany been sneaking around.
2: Right. And then it's kind of oh, weird because she just, like, told them that she was pregnant. Pregnant, like, on the sly. Like, she didn't really announce it to him. And, and that's it, not Tiffany.
1: Yeah, as extra as she is
2: with everything else. She wouldn't announce her pregnancy. Like, and then she had told, what's that, uh, Kelly? Yeah. And Kelly probably knows what's going on, but... She told her, but didn't tell Issa and Molly, and that's just like Kelly's really the hide only something. like sensible
1: person on the show, which is crazy because she know. the craziest.
2: She keep it real though, and that's what it's all about.
1: But yeah, I'm I'm wondering if they gonna dive into that next season, or if that's just really some social media conspiracy.
2: I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's something. It's I do definitely because they throwing it in there for a reason. Yeah, it's, it's too intentional. Sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: There's no reason why they would. They could have easily just had Tiffany on the
2: couch watching Do North too. Right, and they didn't because they trying to set something up. Yeah, so we gonna see. Can't wait. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for Insecure now. (laughs) Like, we gotta wait another year. That's crazy. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully, we don't gotta wait a year. Hopefully, it come back like in the spring or something. We need something in the meantime. Yep. Because AHS ain't doing it for me right now. Nah, it's not. I think I'm done with American Horror Story. Ooh, but you know what I'm ready for? American Crime Story. No. Them Atlanta
1: housewives. (laughs)
2: You know that's my show. That's gonna be good. That's why I, I sent you all them clips. Nina but that was back. that was Marlo. I, I looked up. Oh. We so we thought that Phaedra was in a clip that we saw, but it, it wasn't Phaedra. So she really gone. Phony Phaedra. Mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs> all right, you want to wrap up the show? Yeah. So, uh, well, what did you think of the wine?
1: I'm on a little diet, so I actually <laughs> didn't taste the wine. <laughs> So, uh, quick note, I got this personal trainer, and he about to be weighing me every week, so I need to um, control my sugar, and anything bloats me up, so I'm trying to, like, keep that to a minimum. But mm-hmm.
2: I've had that wine before. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually a, it's pretty sweet, so it's like uh it's not sweet, but it's just like semi-sweet, so mm-hmm. it's not um, too sweet, mm-hmm. but I like it, and it's like 11.5%, so oh, it's a cool. good Riesling. No nice. Like a nice uh, after-dinner wine. Oh, nice.
1: All right, well, that was this week's episode of Unwind. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Honestly, that's really important, so rate and review us
2: on iTunes. And subscribe.
1: Yeah, and subscribe. And also join the conversation on SoundCloud. Send us your thoughts and on Twitter at Unwind Online. And if you have any questions for us or about the show, you can email us at unwindpodcasts at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.
0: Got a lot on my mind, I'm thinking I'm needing the break to clear up the clutter, the dang man. Can I get a minute, cause the spaceman. You been in my head, playing games, man. You be way to control it. Got me feeling like I can't breathe. I can't even hang with the homie. No reason not to trust me. I'm your lady, not a slave. You my nigga, not my master. I'll escape thinking who can I run to. Got me looking for a new dude. With a chill vibe, with a nice time. Who can lay back, who don't pick fights, who ain't insecure. Yeah. Why you gotta be so insecure, yeah When I did all I could do But you'll be wanting more And why you can't get above my back And I can take a lot of shit But I won't take that been a long time maybe home I've been away work got me in and out of state don't know what you're doing wonder what you're doing you got niggas in your face I never let you go to waste you're my treasure baby not my trash thirsty's about to make a niggas pass why I treat you like a trophy control freak i tell you that's better than no free. find someone better you can go free stop tripping girl you know me I'm your homie don't cut it off we done said it all and we done it all I want it all for myself. Sorry if I'm coming off insecure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Why you gotta be so insecure? Yeah. When I did all I could do, but you'll be wanting more. And why you can't get above my bed. And I can take a lot of shit, but I won't take that uh, uh, uh. Don't you know the trust is important Ever heard of that? Is it foreign to you? It's a good time, really foreign to you You be young as shit, night I was trying to find you a bully or a lover Are You my man, or my big brother, baby, something wrong with this pigeon. You make it hard to want to stay, but you help me, lady not a slave You my nigga, not my master, I'll escape thinking who can I run to Got me looking for a new dude. I'm a good girl, but you're reaching about to make me give you reason to be insecure. Oh why you gotta be so insecure? so insecure. Yeah. When I did all I could do, but you be wanting, you'll be wanting more and more and more and more and more and more and more. And, and while you can't get above. But I won't take that No, I won't take that no more